All right, people, it is season six of The Wire, Wednesday, January the 12th, 2022. Man, we got Trey coming in a little bit. We might be getting a little Marvin action as we go on, but we do have Richie and Sahi in the house. We got to talk about the NFL playoffs. We got to talk about what is now being called Black Monday. And we got to uh, mention a former Steeler, Mr. Antonio Brown and more. The Wire is starting right now. Season six, baby. Going in, it's first and ten. I'm a legend boy, a champion. Again. They can't match the flows, the X's and O's. I'm breaking the codes, devastation bound to unfold. They calling me Derek, by the way, y'all roll. Bet you never, ever, ever seen a pro this cold. I feel like a butterfly, seem like a bee. I mix with Iron Mike and the great Ali. I'm a running back, believe me, baby. I fathered the game, call me Daddy Brady. I'm like that, try to be like this. Sammy is so sub, that boy don't miss. This Return of the return of the greatest. Any way you name it, I'm everybody favorite. I'm bringing the pain and bringing the fire. Hey, stay tuned, it's going down to the wire. All right, yes. And uh, we will give you a, a immediate download of that awesome intro by the one and only Sahi. If you uh, just donate to our Patreon, you can find all the links in the link tree below. Welcome to The Wire, everybody. Fellas, good to see you. Happy New Year. Welcome back. How are we doing? Good, good. What's going on with you? It's good to see you guys back at That's back right. on The Wire. I'm feeling good, man. I am The Wire's season one, year one fantasy football champ. We, you know, Prestige Worldwide started off one and four two and five and then only lost one game the rest of the way so i'm glad to be the underdog truthfully what it came down to is i haven't played in 12 years and i didn't know how to get up at nine in the morning on sunday that's pretty early that wasn't in, yeah it, it, i had to adjust and i took those l's all season right off the bat so it is what it is we got lucky i know for trey it was impossible to draft and marvin was the best team by far but Justo took him out for me. The only guy I never beat was Marvin. Justin clears him out for me. I'll take that win. We don't need to play Marvin to beat him. We take any victory we get. <laughs> I was surprised that the, the generic team Justo made it second place. <laughs> and I could have done even, I could have gave Richie a run for his money had yeah. I just uh, started Devante. Yeah, my, <laughs> if my Thursday night wouldn't have been so hopping. Uh, and it's so busy. But as you out there may know, we'll save it for Patreon. Now, I got engaged. Richie got engaged. Congratulations, man. Holy crap. Sahi, you're next, what? bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess I, I got to be next, right? You got to yeah. be next. I don't, I, I don't know when next, but probably right. not for another hundred years. When Another it's time, one. when it's time, Sahi. When it's time. Right. Yeah, we won't push it. We won't push it. All right, let's let's dive on in. Like I said, we'll get Trey here in a little bit, but we're going to start things off. We can't really go anywhere else but covering the NFL playoffs because they are set in stone and they will be rolling out in the upcoming weeks. Uh, just a reminder, as we're going into season six, we are a couple of days behind here. We record on Mondays, release on Wednesdays. However, we're going to dive right in. The first game. Uh, Richie, I, you're wearing a different set of colors right now that I'm expecting you to wear. Wait, what, uh, that says 49ers on Wait, it. What? But uh, in, in case you forgot the team you've been repping for all the years I've known you, Cincinnati is in the playoffs, and they'll be playing yes. the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Raiders are coming off a uh, what would be four straight wins, um, the most recent of which was a 35-32 to 32 win in overtime against the Chargers. Um, and Cincinnati did finish their season 10 and seven uh, with their 21, 16 loss to Cleveland that snapped a three game winning streak. They've had a interesting season to say the least, but they've got to win over the chiefs. Uh, they absolutely destroyed the Steelers. Not that that means anything, uh, but they've had a very interesting season. Fellas, what do you make of this first playoff matchup? The Cincinnati Bengals versus the Las Vegas Raiders, whoever wants to start the year. I'll start it off. Why not? All right. So I got an explanation. I'm not repping the Bengals today. The reason why I'm not repping them is they don't need repping. Now, I'm not a hater of the Raiders. First of all, let's talk about what they've been through. John Gruden, Ruggs the third, 
all kinds of drama. You know, you lose your head coach, one of your teammates kills somebody and is no longer in the league. I mean, there's a lot of things that have been happening to the Raiders. And for them to overcome that adversity and pull off a crazy game with the Chargers, who Herbert played his butt off. And quite frankly, the Steelers, we're going to talk about later, benefited from. Because if this game ended in a tie, the Steelers wouldn't even be in the playoffs, which almost happened, everybody. It almost happened. So having said that, Cincinnati was uh, the 30th ranked team at the start of preseason, and they are now ranked fifth in the NFL. And whereas the other three AFC North people were eight, nine, and 11 and then they went down to the 18th spot and the Steelers are in the playoffs ranked at 18th we'll talk about them later I don't want to make this about that but you know could Cincinnati lose this game absolutely they could lose this game it's since this is Cincinnati Bengals people I was like six years old the last time they won a playoff game but um you know if it happens it happens I think as a Cincinnati fan it's kind of like I think how most Cleveland fans felt last year where we're, we were not expected to be this good because of how young we are, not that we don't have the talent. So to watch Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just, you know, everyone was kind of ragging on that, not picking Penny Sewell, the left tackle, instead of Jamar Chase. Um, it kind of goes to show you Cincinnati had a plan. And I, I honestly see Joe Burrow as like a modern day Brett Favre. I mean, he's very aggressive and he doesn't mind throwing interceptions. He leads the league in interceptions, but he also leads the league in um, touchdowns over 20 yards. He has 15 on the year. He also leads the league in completion percentage. He is balling out this year. So uh, I do expect this to be a Cincinnati win. If the Vegas Raiders win, it wouldn't surprise me, but I think not even just on paper, but like just in general, the Cincinnati has been playing great, but they are also known to underperform. And this would be an example of this, but I'm going to stick it with the Bengals. They're a young team. This is not the same, you know, there's not a player on this Bengals team that played under Marvin Lewis at this point. So, I mean, it's a completely different regime. So I don't want to just assume, you know, oh, they're going to just lose because of the Bungles. Um, they're a fantastic offensive team and their defense is solid at 14, but they're the number two offense. So, uh, they could easily put up, you know, five. I mean, Joe Burrow put up 500 yards back to back. The only reason he did in week 17 is they decided to sit him, which is why they lost to Cleveland. Otherwise, they also would have went out on four game winning streak. So Cincinnati Bengals, I believe, are going to win, I don't know, 35 to 21, give or take, something like that. That's that's my guess. All right. All right. Well, we're going to get a very special take on that here in just a second. We'll have to remind the man uh, what you said the, for your prediction. Sahi, the Bengals versus the Raiders. What do you make of it, man? And who do you got winning? You know, it's a it's a it's a real feel good story. You know, on one side, you got a franchise that um, I mean, let's just be honest with each other. It's just straight trash the last 20, 30 years. And uh, of course, I'm, I, I mean, with that, you can, you can really be talking about both teams, but the team I'm talking about here is the Bengals. You know, um, the Bengals, they've just been trash. Um, there's the, the, the city of Cincinnati is dreary. Um, <laughs> uh, it's in Ohio, so you know you're going to go through the winter and have the cold. And the goddamn uh, owners of the Cincinnati Bengals don't even build an indoor facility. So for the Cincinnati Bengals to overcome all kind of odds, you know, to, to be in this super wild card weekend is amazing. You know, um, uh, it's, it's just amazing to know where they come from, to see where they're at now. Um, the Raiders, like like Richie said, they they've got a guy that's murdered somebody. The coach got fired for being a racist. Um, so it's not a lot of like, you know, what I'm saying great things coming from both sides. So it's just like one of those games you just toss flip a coin, and you know who's going to win. But honestly, the Bengals are going to wipe the floor with the Raiders, in my prediction. Um, because the Raiders, they have, a, although they have a good defense, I don't think that they have anybody to stop Jamar Chase. But um, if anybody is the X factor in this game, is uh, Max Crosby. 
I think his name is, the defensive lineman for the Raiders, yep. coming off that edge and harassing Joe Burrow all day. Um, if they could do that, then it might be more of a competitive game. But I just see the, the Bengals starting slow and then getting in position to where Joe Burrow has to throw them back in the game uh, and then making plays with those young receivers. All right. Well, you guys both picked the Bengals. I can't just let this sit all one-sided. Like, let's go to Las Vegas and mm. bring in the very special uh, co-host of us. I'll thank you, Zoom, for making an ass. I can't make this long of an intro. Give it up for Trey as he's working his way in here. Oh, man. Here he comes. He's He's a coming. What's up, guys? What's there up? He is. Happy What's New happening? Year! What's oh. happening? The, the your camera, your camera is still back. The camera in is not happening. My camera is not happening. What's going on? It says video. Maybe, no, maybe it'll pop. That's okay. We got you in here. Maybe it'll pop on here uh, shortly. It's just, it's still taking a time, a little bit of time to move its way into the new year. Well, how how was your new year? First of all. And then I gotta I gotta fill you in on some of the slander that's going on uh, right now. We got two people who have already voted for Cincinnati to wipe the floor with Las Vegas. What's going on, guys? Why? <laughs> Why the hate? Well, there's no hate. That that yeah. that wasn't fair. That's not that, that's not what was said at all. But okay. <laughs> I honestly didn't know the Raiders had a chance of making the playoffs until last night. That's funny. <laughs> I, what I said was it was impressive how tumultuous their season was to even get here. And that let's not forget at five, well, like week seven, I was saying they were the best team in the league. I, I don't think they're scrubs. I just don't think they have the offensive firepower to keep up with Cincinnati. I think that's fair. I've personally been saying that um, Carr deserves to be MVP of the league. He's a beast. I'm not. Hey, he's a beast. With everything that he's had to go through this season, all uh, the coaching changes, the uh, horrific accident uh the player with the facebook or the instagram like everything he's held it all together they're in the playoffs and they look good so trey uh what is your overall take on the the matchup and who do you have coming out as the victor my overall take on the matchup is i think that uh, Burrow and the Bengals are riding high right now. I think that their offense is legit. I feel like Joe Burrow is legit, and I don't think that the uh, Raiders defense can hold up to their offense. So I'm going to actually go with the Bengals in this. That's my pick. It's not, I want to be a homer, but. I appreciate your objectivity. Yeah. And, and well, that's gonna start everything off here with a wire clean sweep. We're all uh, you guys we're are all, all the same Bengals, so we are all, all the same. same okay, we're all same Bengals. <laughs> I guess guess how the first one's rolling in there. Uh, even though uh, Richie is sporting a different jacket, than them, I'm gonna just keep pointing it out here. Hey, the jersey will come later. Come later. He does have later. a really fancy jersey I heard about. I'm excited to I see. I do, it. I do. Let's move on to the next matchup of the playoffs. These aren't in any particular order, just what I got written here. Uh, the New England Patriots uh, versus the Buffalo Bills. So this is a divisional ride rivalry. Uh, the matchup will be between the 11-6 and six Bills and the 10-7 and seven pa Patriots. This will actually mark their only second playoff meeting in about 40 years-ish. I didn't do the exact math, uh, but right around 40 years. Um, weather will likely play a huge factor in this. I was looking at, as of right now, they're expecting temperatures to be in the high 10s. Uh, for New England, maybe not as big of a deal, but that's cold for anybody to play football. Um, we started with Richie last time. Who, who wants to say, why don't we get started with you? Uh, this is a classic uh, Bill Belichick, and you're going to see why he's the greatest coach in the NFL right now. Um, it's going to be a great game. I, I just can't wait to see it. It's hard to tell, you know what I'm saying, who's going to actually win. I uh, know I'm not making any sense because it's just like, what What am I going to say, you know what I'm saying, in this matchup that's, that's going to be accurate? 
You know what I'm saying? Because this is the playoffs, so everything's new. I think we know the Bills and we see the Bills and we know what the Bills are going to bring. But when you got a coach like Bill Belichick out there, you never know what you're going to get. So I, I see uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots putting uh, stomping on the Buffalo Bills um, just because I don't think Josh Allen is ready for this kind of stage. Um, this arena playing a division rival um, it's going to get real ugly for the Bills very interesting Trey what, what do you make of the game and who do you have winning I think you're on mute my friend alright I think he, he might be figuring out the uh, camera mic situation yeah, I'll go, next. go ahead Richie so uh, I'm with Sahi. I know this is so boring that we're all similar, but it's the truth. What we have is a rubber match. We had Buffalo win, uh, lose the first game, win the second one convincingly. But let's focus on what happened. In the first game, uh, New England ran for, I don't remember the exact numbers, guys. I think it was close to 200, but not exactly. And Mac Jones only threw the ball like three times or something. It was, a, it was kind of like a meme. And uh, Buffalo lost that game. And Buffalo was like super salty and they're even saying, you know, like, we didn't deserve to lose that game. It's like, well, yes, you did. They literally threw the ball three times. You knew they were running and you didn't stop them. Uh, they played back in week 16. Buffalo stomped them. Well, not stomped them, but Buffalo beat them 33 to 21. And uh, I remember specifically, you know, how fired up Josh Allen was and like, you can't effing stop me is what he said to the sideline as he was running past him. So Matt Jones also had to throw the ball. And that's why, in my opinion, a big reason why they lost. So this is the rubber match. There's going to be cold weather, as Justin said, probably crazy wind. So if New England can pull off the running game they did in game one, they obviously win. Having said that, the, the, the smaller dynamics of that, I don't believe that will happen. Buffalo made some poor red zone decisions that game. I do believe this is the year where somehow, some way, Buffalo pulls off this over Bill Belichick. Obviously, we're not talking about which coach is better. That's not fair. There's no point to that. But I, I do expect Buffalo to win. I don't think it'll be a thrashing. Um, Buffalo's the, I think, 12th ranked rushing defense. They normally do well. And they did a poor job. And I think it was week six or week eight. I don't see that happening again. So I do believe this will be Buffalo, Buffalo in the rubber match. All right. We got one Buffalo, one New England. Trey, how's it going over there? Uh, I can't figure out the video, but I'll it's okay. Audio. We got this pretty uh, picture of you on here. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say that the Bills are going to win, just because I think that the Bills are the better team all around. Um, no, not taking anything away from what Mac Jones is doing, and not taking anything away from Bill Belichick and his genius, but the Buffalo Bills are just a better team. I believe in Josh Allen. I think that when it comes down to it. Um, He's going to be able to make plays to put them where they need to be. And I don't think that Belichick's defense, as well coached as they are, I don't think that they'll be able to um, uh, cause enough takeaways in order to win, uh, win this game. So I'm just going to go with the Bills. All right. We were not in unison on that one. Two Buffalo, one New England. Uh, folks, of course, we want to know what you think. We're going to get on to the next game here, but down in the comments below as we're going through these games, let us know who you got. We want to know. Um, and we want to kind of keep track of that as we're going through the playoffs because we can, we're not going to do a bracket or anything for this. We'll save that for March Madness. Anyway, next one. I, I think this is one that uh, could get a little, little, little interesting, but we might all be on the same side. Philadelphia Eagles versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, 13 and four reigning Super Bowl champs. I, I had to say it right so Zahi didn't come through the camera here. Um, look to begin their return to the dance uh, in this matchup against the nine and eight Eagles. Richie, well, or no, Trey, you didn't even kick this off yet. Why don't you kick this one off for us? I'm going to go for an upset. Ooh. I think that Jalen Hurt is going to be able to pull it off against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't know why I feel that way. Okay. Oh I don't, there's no, that, I think that Jalen Hurts is a very calm, cool, collected cat with a very dynamic um, 
running and throwing attack. Okay. Um, I think that the Eagles defense is staunch enough to to do some things uh, against the uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the right mind state. I know they have the we haven't talked about A B or anything like that, but all that kind of stuff kind of plays into the chemistry of your football team. And I think that the Eagles are going to catch them on a bad day. Very, very interesting start. Oh, man. Uh, well, Sahih, sorry, we got to save you. Richie, what do you Yeah, let's say. Sahih, we got to put Sahih on ice. Reflect a little he's, more. He's, um, he's, he's burning up first, over there. First and foremost, I'd like to thank Trey to take a, you know, go out on a limb like that. Because I think that, you know, a lot of the times people will just like, what are you talking about? You know, so I appreciate that because that's an interesting take. And, you know, Jalen Hurts reminds me of Tim Tebow in the sense that, like, he just arises to the occasion, even though, you know, like when you look at him, like tangibly, like you don't see anything where it's like he's going to destroy you outside of his fantastic running, quite frankly. This kid is a monster when he needs to run. Like Lamar Jackson's got that crazy speed, but Jalen's just like, it's like he's gliding. But anyways, um, I don't think I can go that far. I'll say this. Tampa's a little injured, um, but I can't go out on the limb and, and say Tampa's going to lose. But, I, I, you know, I, I respect Trey's opinion on this. I think that's an interesting take. You know, and if anything's going to, you know, Tampa's a little injured and this running, rushing attack from Philadelphia catches people off guard sometimes. Their defense is doing well. And all I'm going to say is the same thing I said to the Vegas Raiders, like, Kudos to the Eagles to get to nine and eight because they were looking trash at the start of the year. So um, good for them to even make it. I never thought I would see them in the playoffs, um, but I, I can't go against Tom Brady this week. Anyway, maybe yeah, let's make this a Tom Brady thing because you know how I feel about Tom Brady. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I, like I said, yeah. I like the gut feeling. It, I had a gut feeling the Bengals would beat the Chiefs, and nobody believed me, and they beat the Chiefs. So. Sometimes it's your gut. It's not logical. Sometimes you just feel something. <laughs> I hate go for it, brother. <laughs> Take it away. I'm sorry, bro. Bro. <laughs> I mean, it's all good. I mean, we we can all see that. Obviously, you're a comedian, and that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I mean, that's like a page out of my. I I usually go with the underdog. You know, I'm I'm the guy that wants to see the people that aren't expected to win, win. I want to have that good feeling of like, yeah, they took him down, they did it. But in this case, um, I just absolutely do not see it. Um, we seen this game earlier this year. Um, at one point in the fourth quarter, on the third quarter, it was 28 to seven. Um, these boys, these Eagles boys was getting stomped on. I told somebody earlier, I was playing them in Madden, you know, I got the Buccaneers in my gamer tag thing, um, and and um, we're on the site and we're uh, messaging back and forth. He's like, "Man, y'all gonna get whooped on uh, on, on Sunday," and I'm like, "Yeah, ha, ha, ha. it's not gonna happen. They're gonna get their, you know, saying their ass whooped." But I like Jalen Hurts, and the things you guys said about Jalen Hurts is true. He he's a gamer. He's a guy that you could put in there and he's going to make plays. And I'm not going to say we're going to, I mean, I did say we're going to whoop him because we probably are. But realistically, like, it's probably going to be a close game at some point. And um, either team is going to have to make a play to win. I just feel like um, the Buccaneers just have way too too much firepower. Um, and the whole chemi- the idea of the chemistry thing with the the stuff that was happening off the field, that would be true in 31 or maybe 30, 20, 20, maybe like 25 other locker rooms. There's one locker room where that's not going to be a factor. And that's where Tom Brady is the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Because expectations are already higher. So just because one guy is out of there, I mean, we a guy that was not even needed in the first place. Um, so th- that's not going to be an issue. I just see a clean, easy wild card game for the Buccaneers. Real quick, real quick. I agree, Sahi. The game will be close at the start of the first quarter. No. We're gonna take off. <laughs> gonna, it's, it's gonna this go, it's gonna be a game where the Eagles will have to climb back. Because you said it earlier. 
you said it earlier. They were stopping on the what was it 20, 27, 28 to seven. 28 to seven. Point. Yep. Yep. I don't I think they were still coming into their own. They're still trying to figure yeah, things out. I feel like they're a lot better team. I feel like their defense is a lot uh stiffer right now and I feel like they can make enough plays to make some things happen. I don't think it's gonna be the blowout people think it's gonna be, for sure. It's gonna it's gonna be because one thing, pass rush. Eagles don't have a pass rush. They got a good quarterback and an okay offense that can score some points, but they don't have a pass rush. And Tom Brady is going to be comfortable in the pocket and sling it all over the field. But he will not be swinging to Antonio Brown. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later if we can. All right. Interesting, folks. Let us know below what you think. Um, I do want to point out that we could all make amends. Not really. I mean, it was last year, but we, we talked a lot of smack on Philadelphia last year. Uh, and going into the start of this season, as Richie mentioned. So props to them for being in this game. We'll have to see how it goes. Another team that we ran through the mud last year uh, and we would not be able to do this year uh, was the Dallas Cowboys. And they'll be facing uh, what's on Richie's jacket there, the San Francisco 49ers this upcoming week. The Dallas Cowboys went from being the butt of all of our jokes last season to finishing the year 12-5 and five this year. Um, they'll take on the 10-7 and 7 49ers as they march their way on into the playoffs. Richie, why don't you get us kicked off with the conversation? San Francisco versus Dallas. It's going to be a good game. What do you make of it? It is going to be a good game. Now, again, we know they're not my favorite team, but they're a team. And I, I'd like to clarify, I talked to Justo off the record. On the record, I watched the 49ers. Like I said, I prefer the Rams, but I watched the 49ers because, well, guess what? I live in the Bay. I'm a football guy. You know, I'm, this is the only team I get to watch every single week. So it's you get used to them. You start to watch them and you start to appreciate some things. I, I remember at the beginning of the season, I tried to tell Justin to take Debo Samuel in our fantasy and he didn't even take him this guy and Debo <laughs> had 1400 yards 10 touchdowns 300 yards rushing as a wide receiver anyway 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 um it's the Cowboys I'm always gonna smack talk them you know it's Dallas what is there to say the 49ers love to run and they're not even amazing at it let me clarify that they are not amazing at running the ball they average four yards per carry but they love to drain the clock. And I think Kyle Shanahan will be running the ball using George Kittle's blocking. He's the best blocking tight end in football, not necessarily the best tight end. But I do believe this will be an upset. I believe San Francisco will be able to pull this off against Dallas. Ezekiel Elliott has not been able to get going this year. He did breach a thousand, but he is not the Ezekiel Elliott of old. This was not his year. Not really, hit, you know, in fairness to him, they weren't really trying to run the ball. But I don't believe the passing attack will work. The, the 49ers shut down the Rams last week. They, they, they also shut down the Bengals. The Bengals did not get off on them. Their, their passing defense, I believe, is third in the league. The 49ers are good against the pasts. So it will have to be Ezekiel beating them running. And I just don't see that happening. So I'm going to go with the upset. I do believe the 49ers are run the ball out, and I do believe they're going to win. Very interesting. Very interesting. Trey, what do you make of San Francisco versus Dallas? Uh, while Richie doesn't think Ezekiel can beat them, I will agree with that. But who's that backup that they have? What's his name? Tony uh, Pollard. Pollard. Pollard can yep. can beat uh, San Francisco. He's a beast. He's, he's explosive enough to beat them. But I am going to go with the 49ers. I don't know why. I guess record-wise, we were saying that uh, it'd be an upset if the 49ers won over the Cowboys. But if we're really looking at the Dallas Cowboys, we all know what the Cowboys are. It's an accident waiting to happen, as, as guy Stephen A. would say. Uh, they still haven't got any traction on offense yet, I feel like. Their defense has stepped up and has, has been amazing, but their offense is still trying to figure some things out. And it's a little bit too late in the season to be trying to figure things out right now. But while the 49ers, on the other hand, know exactly who they are, they know exactly what they're going to do, you know exactly what they're going to do, and they're going to see if you can stop them. And I don't think the Cowboys can. So I'm going to go 49ers. All right, we got two 49ers votes here. Sahi, what do you make of this game? Oh, great game. Classic matchup, 49ers and Cowboys, right? Man. Yeah. 
this is playoff football. This is the one that's like, you're going to be watching. You're going to be like, yep, it's playoff football. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you guys, man. Uh, I, I like what you guys are saying. I, I know that the Cowboys are an accident waiting to happen. I just don't think the accident is going to happen this week. This week? Yep, okay. Yeah, I just don't think. I think the... Um, the 49ers, they did way too much work getting into the playoffs. Um, they had to, to scratch and claw and grind. Um, and I think they're going to, by the second half, they're going to be a team that that you'll look at and be like, man, this this team is running out of gas. And the Cowboys are going to be able to take off on them. Um, and plus, Dak Prescott has got something to prove, right? Yes. All those years, Dallas made the playoff and, you know what I'm saying, first-round exit. Um, not making the playoffs, getting there, but losing in the first game. Tony Romo messing up the the extra point, you know, um, or the field goal, whatever it was. He tried to run and got caught from behind, um, and that was their playoff. Um, so this game, I feel like they're going to come juiced up, ready to play. They've got an all-star cast of receivers. Um, they're, they're just a, they're a good balanced team when they want to be. Um, so I feel like they're going to come out firing on all cylinders, especially in Jerry world, man, if this game was in San Francisco, I might give the 49ers a shot, but not in Jerry world. It's not going down. It might be a close game. I say Cowboys by, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what the spread will be on this game, but I, I, I'll say the Cowboys will win by 12, wow. 12, 13 yeah. points. Oh, very interesting. Uh -huh. Wow. Well, folks, we want to know what you think as well. We do have two more games to cover, but we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll handle uh, the other two playoff games. And we'll, we'll I think we're going to push the awards to kick off next week. Uh, we go talk a little bit about Black Monday when we come back. Folks, you're listening to and watching The Wire. Check us out if you're on if you're on, on one of our audio platforms. Go check out our Facebook page. Uh, we're trying to create a little community there where we can all kind of communicate about some of the stories. And we also want to know what you have to say. Uh, we'd love to hear some insider sports stories as well. We want to send these guys out. If you are in one of our areas, uh, just a reminder, we're in the Bay Area. We're in Dallas slash Kansas City. We're in Las Vegas. We're in Dayton, Ohio. We can move around a little bit. If you would uh, like to share a sports story, your sports story or a family member's sports story, we'd love to get into that space as well. Just get it at, get at us in the comments. Um, and also do us a favor, leave us a review, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. And uh, there is a link in the bottom there for our link tree. That'll get you everything, including the Patreon. Uh, and that is how you get Patreon is how you get the exclusive content behind the scenes, all that fun stuff. This is The Wire. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If you're enjoying the Wire Sports Podcast, check out our previous seasons on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and where all audio podcasts are found. You can also find our previous seasons in video form on Facebook and on YouTube. And as Justo's been saying, check out the Facebook page as we're starting a new forum where we get your advice and your take on our favorite stories. The Wire Sports Podcast every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, welcome back to The Wire. Uh, yeah, as you saw, you can check out all of our previous seasons right there uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, Anchor FM, our home. Um, and make sure you check out our Facebook and YouTube pages as well. Like I said, on Facebook, we're trying to create a little community where we can all kind of communicate about some of these things. We know you've got awesome takes and awesome stories, and we want to hear them. Let's dive back in. We're talking NFL playoffs, and it's time to get to a team that uh, I really, I think I said last season on the wire that I just wanted them to roll over and die. Uh, it's playoff season, so at this point, I just have to accept it because they are a winning season yet again. The Pittsburgh Steelers uh, versus the Kansas City Chiefs. So, of course, uh, for me, I, being the unbiased host, I'm not going to say anything because, you know, I, I <laughs> am now engaged to a Chiefs fan. So this will be a, a fun Sunday. But <laughs> <laughs> after celebrating uh, what will have likely been Big Ben's final home game at uh, Heinz Field for the regular season. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have yet again managed to get themselves into the playoffs, but they have a tall order to fill uh, in the 12 and 5 former AFC champion Chiefs. So we will get things kicked off here. Why don't we 
kick it off with Sahi. What do you make of the game, and who do you have winning? Uh, man, it was it was a great watching that Chargers and Raiders game last night. That I really thought it was going to be a tie for a second. I'm like, oh man, so sad for Ben Roethlisberger. But then when they kicked the field goal and made it, and you realize like, hey, the Steelers are going to the playoffs. You're like, man, Big Ben, you know, get one last ride through the playoffs. So that's awesome. Um, if you're, you know, what I'm saying for football fans, fans of the league, um, to see that guy really get his last shot at, you know, what I'm saying winning a championship. Even though they really don't have much of a shot, I don't feel like. Um, <clears throat> kind of similar to what I said with the Raiders, with Max Crosby. Um, TJ Watt is going to give them their best chance to win. Um, hopefully they can keep it close. But let's be honest, you got a high-powered offense on one side with the Chiefs that can score in two seconds. And on the other side, you got the Steelers. And it's like, man, it's it's hard watching. It's hard watching the game sometimes. Because it's just like this offense is just struggling for yards. You know? So um it could get like like I said with a couple other games. This one could get real ugly real fast um we might see whoever the backup quarterback is in pittsburgh we might see the future for the steel city um get his shine in the playoffs in a losing effort um so i, I don't have too much expectations other than the chiefs are going to be moving forward <laughs> that's uh mason don't fight Miles Garrett Rudolph that you're referring to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Richie in just a second. Trey, what do you make of Pittsburgh versus Kansas City, and who do you got one? Um, I'll start off by I think Kansas City is going to win. Um, but my thing with the Chiefs are that Pat Mahomes is at times is a very poor decision maker. So that, and against this defense, if he makes bad decisions in this game, there could be a chance where Big Ben takes this opportunity to ride off in the sunset and give it one last hurrah. And it could be something, it could be an upset. That's all I'm saying. Just, I hope Pat Mahomes, he's, he's been doing it the last uh, half of the season where he actually uses the check down to make smarter decisions, but every now and then he goes gunslinger and he tries to do the sidearm, no-look pass that's 20 yards down the field that makes you pull your hair out. So it all rides on Pat Mahomes. If he can be uh, judicious with the ball, then they have a chance. And they, or they'll dominate like they're supposed to. If he does crazy stuff, <laughs> then Big Ben will have one last ride. Man, oh man. Well, a fellow that I don't believe wants Big Ben to have any kind of beautiful ride into the sunset uh richie what do you make of why Pittsburgh? you gotta assume the worst wait because i've been listening here. to the ben slander since uh 2011 wait <laughs> a second here okay first of all you know sahi made some good points and what i'd like to say is in defense of ben roethlisberger and in all seriousness at least for this season he had 42 dropped passes 42 he was fourth and drop passes, all right? You don't see that from Patrick Mahomes. You don't see that from Aaron Rodgers. You do see it from Tom Brady, who actually led, I think, with 47. But the point being is, this is not all on Ben. Everyone always talks about how Ben's crap and this, that, and the other. Well, you know, and I already did the math. If these 42 passes were caught, that'd be 210 yards, because he'd do a check down, let's be honest. So, uh, you know, I did the math also for Tom Brady, and it would be 610 yards. So, I mean, there's a difference between the two quarters. I'm sorry. That's that's an offense slam. Yeah. This is his last year. I had to poke one little thing. You know, I'm actually calling for the upset. I really do believe that Justin's going to be upset because the Steelers are going to get killed. Come on. <laughs> get out of here. Why are we even talking? About, you know, this is disappointing. No, I didn't mean this. Like, when I saw that tie almost happening, I was just like, no, Raiders win. Raiders win, please, please. Right, right. No, I want right. I wanted Big Ben to get one last chance to get his ass whooped. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> Come on, dude. Uh, you know, like for real. 
Steelers fans, I got one thing for you at least. At least you got TJ Watt. 22 and a half sacks this season. You have something to hang your hat on. He could have 22 and a half sacks this fucking game and the Steelers are still going to lose. This game has no shot of happening, dude. Like there is nothing he can he can punch people in the face. That's what he loves to do, TJ. I mean, like they're going to need to think outside the box. There's going to have to be another Mason. They're going to throw Mason in there, start using the N word, get somebody else riled up. Maybe Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> they got to do something. They got to think outside the box here because Mike Tomlin has no. Like I love him as a coach, but this is the problem with Mike Tomlin. He refuses to have a losing season. He won't do it. They are terrible. This team does not deserve to be in the playoffs. Yet somehow they're in there because of Mike Tomlin and nobody else. Yes, TJ's having a fantastic, but Mike Tomlin is an incredible coach. He's yet to have a losing season. He refuses to let them to be mediocre. They need to stink. They need a quarterback. This is ridiculous. How can you let this corpse out on the field and like put them in a playoff scenario? This isn't even fair. I feel bad for him. The only good thing I feel is at least Kansas City's defense is terrible, so he won't get demolished. I don't expect many sacks from this poor old man because this dude never took care of his body. He's he's my age and it doesn't even look like he can walk. He looks geriatric. This is painful to watch. Um, I'll say this though, in all seriousness, I'm glad Ben did get the opportunity. It's a cool little like last second hoorah. No, all these weird dominoes had to fall in place. The Colts had to lose to Jacksonville for this to happen. So this was meant to be. And, you know, I hope he at least has one more, you know, fun game left in him. I hope he'll at least give it his best. And I'm hoping he'll get, you know, the Ben Roethlisberger special, 210 yards and one touchdown. That's what I'm hoping for out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But no, they have no shot. Come on, guys. This is ridiculous. (laughs) So what you're saying is what we're actually going to get is a social media showdown between Jackson Mahomes or whatever that kid's name is and uh, (laughs) bad mouth Mason Rudolph and Juju's dancing on the TikTok. TikTok. (laughs) Mason Rudolph needs to say something foul like he did to Miles Garrett, you know. But I don't know Patrick Mahomes every week as as, his family is somehow involved in the media and his his, like wife's a mogul or or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, anyway, that let's put that game to bed. I know I already did. I don't even <laughs> want to have to deal with it, but you see me wearing it. And, and let's get Najee Harris. They can hang their hat on Najee Harris. Zero fumbles all year, the most carries in the league. Yeah, they can hang their hat on Chase Claypool mm-hmm. in the future, I think. Uh, I don't uh, know about that. And in the future, I think. It's a cool jersey I'm wearing. Anyway, Ace he Arizona. To He's got a little Antonio Brown in him. That's that's my yeah, concern. It ain't, it, it ain't his idiot. skill. It's the Antonio Brown in him. But let's move on. Yeah, he's yeah. an idiot. <laughs> but let's, so is Jackson Mahomes. And that's, I, I don't mean to run this long, but Jackson Mahomes, if he's out there TikToking, <laughs> you guys got a shot. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Last game of the playoffs uh, for this for this conversation. We have Arizona Cardinals versus the Los Angeles Rams. Man, I wish Marvin was here for this conversation. Uh, Kyler Murray was out for some of this season on that ankle injury. The Cardinals are certainly happy that that's not the case going into the playoffs. Uh, they are going to be matched up against the 12 and 5 Rams, led by the ever hot topic quarterback of the wire, Mr. Matthew Stafford. Uh, Richie, I, I know you're you're geared up for this one. Why don't you go ahead and lead us off with the Cardinals Rams combo? Well, you know how I feel about the Rams, even though I just wore the Niners jacket. This is how much of a turncoat I am because my real team is the Bengals. Let's be honest. Here's what I'll say: Arizona was looking incredible, but. They're literally the only team I've ever seen, and I believe they are the first team in history, to start off, I think it was 7-0 and or 8-0, and then lose six games in a row. This is a team that we all talked about was going to even be, be ahead of the Rams because the Rams were starting a little slow. Uh, I don't believe there's a chance. I, I had Kyler Murray in fantasy. I don't want to keep talking about fantasy, but you know Kyler got injured. And uh, after his injury, he just hasn't been playing the same. And truthfully, every year with Kyler, he starts off super hot. It's kind of like the uh, Russell Wilson effect. He starts off like eight, nine games insane. And then defenses kind of figure him out is what we like to call it, where his production goes down. Um, you know, the only thing I can say for Arizona is they're getting J.J. Watt back. He's been out all year and he's coming back. So, I mean, there's optimism there, but I, I just, I don't see where Arizona beats them. Like the Niners beat the Rams and I'm not harping on the Niners. They've won six times consecutively. 
And one of the reasons why the Niners can beat them is they run the ball effectively. And James Conner has done a, had a great year in Arizona, but most of his running has been touchdowns. It has not been ball dominance. That's not James Conner's game. Pittsburgh had him. And, you know, he was a great close, you know, close yardage type guy. Uh, and the Rams, quite frankly, their weakness is the rush defense. You know, we can talk about how great Aaron Donald is and his, his three gap, but you know what? He's, you know, average at the run. And uh, I don't believe this is a team that's built to beat the Rams. So I don't think they lose. I, I just, I'd be shocked. If it happens, I'm not going to eat my hat or anything crazy, but this would be the biggest upset of the week to me um, if this were to happen. I just don't see it. I don't see a way or a will where this happens. Um, I expect the Rams to win handily. I think it'll be a 10-point game. Well, 10-point victory. Trey, what do you make of the Cardinals versus the Rams? you agree with Richie? you think it's going to be a little closer than that? What, what, what do you think? I, I don't uh, the way that they've been playing and how unpredictable that these teams play. I feel like this is a very uh, more of an evenly matched game than Richie thinks it is. There's questions on both sides. Uh, there's questions on both sides with the Rams and with the Cardinals. I think if you get um, if you get if the names for the Rams actually show up, then it should be a blowout. But if the Cardinals can even get a glimpse of what they were in the first half of the season and uh, Kyler Murray can be sensational, then you're going to get – this is going to be a good game. It's hard for me to – I don't know how to explain this. It's hard for me to know what team is going to show up because they're both inconsistent. So I think the Rams are going to win. Um Based off of uh, the defense that they have and the names on the defense that they have, plus uh, I think Matt, we all know how I feel about Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, but I, I honestly, it's a pick em for me, but I'm just going to say that the Rams are going to win, but to me, that I feel like they're more evenly matched than what Ricky is saying. Tahi, what do you think, man? Uh, Arizona versus the Los Angeles Rams, who you got? Let me tell y'all something right now. Matthew Stafford can't be trusted. <laughs> not that Kyle Murray, not that Kyle Murray is Abe Lincoln, but Matthew Stafford, the way he's been ending the season, it's just, it's just it hasn't been good. The way he threw an interception to lose the last game, he's, he's going to be thinking about that all game long. Don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. These are the playoffs. He's going to be, uh, 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 he's going to be, he's going he's to want to throw it, but he's going to pull it back. And you can't do that in the playoffs. You got to let it fly. So being that, uh, the other things you guys said would be right. You would expect the Rams to beat the Cardinals in this game. And this is the one of the most, the other competitive game, the first one, Bills and the Patriots. That one is really competitive. And this one is going to be really competitive. But I think if the Cardinals can stay around, which I believe they will, um, let's, I mean, Sean McVay is a Super Bowl coach. You know, he's been to a Super Bowl, but it's been a while since he's been to a Super Bowl. Been a few years. Um, whole different roster, whole different quarterback. Um, before when he went, Josh, um, Jared Goff didn't know anything. Jared Goff was ignorant. So that's why he was able to do the things he was able to do in sort of a way when they went to the Super Bowl. He, he, he doesn't have that pressure on him. <clears throat> so he was just playing loose. And then after that Super Bowl, he started to feel that pressure, started to crack under that pressure, and he crumbled and they sent him to the Lions. Well, they, they, they're bringing in a guy that has all the talent in the world. And I was one of, I was on the bandwagon of, yeah, I'm excited to see Matthew Stafford um, go to the playoffs. But I know in the back of my mind, I'm like, I hope this doesn't work out. I wish it doesn't work out right. Um, <laughs> my team's in the division. But they're here. They're a great team. But I just the way their season unfolded, I just don't see them getting a win this week. Matthew Stafford isn't going to be able to be there mentally. Um, from the, his last pass in his last game, is, is just going to be an indicator of what his next game is going to be. When it's crunch time, he's going to have the yips. And that uh, pressure down in Arizona is going to get to him. And Arizona is going to escape with a win. Mm, well, uh, interesting, guys. 
Arizona's lost five of the last six, but you know what? They could easily win. We'll see. I don't disagree. Matt Stafford is the ultimate choke artist. Very interesting, folks. We want to know what you think as well on all of our playoff predictions and your playoff predictions in the comments below on uh, wherever you're listening or watching. And uh, definitely check out our Facebook group. We're going to, like I said before, try to transfer that into a little bit more of a discussion forum uh, where we can kind of chat with you. We all get a, get eyes on that. So if you'd like to start the conversation, do it. Do it. Let's move on to something else before we uh, send episode one of season six out of here. Uh, it's being called Black Monday in the NFL. We had, uh, I'm going to bring up specifically two head coach GM combos that were released from their teams. I'll bring them both up and then we'll kind of break them down quickly here. But Matt Nagy, the head coach, and Ryan Pace, the GM, uh, were both released from the Chicago Bears staff after they finished the this season uh, six and eleven. Mike Zimmer, the head coach, and Rick Spielman, the GM, were also both released from the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Vikings finished their season at eight and nine. Let's get started with Chicago, uh, fellas. Do these major releases make sense to you? Uh, do keep in mind, in, in the case of Chicago, Matt Nagy did receive Coach of the Year after the 2018 season, so not so far removed from that, uh, but they've kind of gone in a different direction since then, even with the addition of Justin Fields. Uh, who hasn't got to start in a while? Sahi? Sahi, you want to start off with... Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll start this one, especially with the Chicago jobs. That makes perfect sense. We're talking about a guy that that didn't even want to start the future franchise. You know what I'm saying? He's, he started off the season with uh, Andy Dalton as my starter. So that was the writing on the wall. Like, yeah, this guy doesn't have long in Chicago because he's got his team all messed up. You, you start Justin Fields day one, first of all, buddy, and you figure it out. It's not like, oh, Justin Fields needs to figure it out. No, you need to figure out or you're out of here. So I think the Chicago Bears, one of the most attractive jobs in the NFL, um, Matt Nagy had it and he blew it. Um, I mean, I don't think anybody is surprised here. They were calling for his job. I think after what week six, you know what I'm saying? This has been the conversation all season. He's just been hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. Um, just because they didn't want to have Justin Fields learning a whole new offense during the season. It's like, well, you learn this, keep just do what you can and we'll figure something out for next year. Um, they got a nice pick. Um, they'll be able to get some talent in there to help Justin Fields. Um, I, if I was a, a, a prospective coach, like I'd be like lining up for this job. Trey, what do you think, man? Does, uh, does this make sense to you? I, like to Sahi's point, the uh, first mention that I saw in the news was just before Thanksgiving, calling for Matt Nagy's job. Uh, were you shocked by this? Does it make sense? No, I, I want to say it was before the week of Thanksgiving. I think everybody saw the writing on the wall for them uh, last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it, it, they didn't make the best decision when they decided not to start Fields. They didn't make the best decision throughout the whole situation, which it, like, it was just one thing after another that they were trying to recover for. So, yeah, it was it was about time. I mean, that was pretty short and sweet, but I think everyone knew that this coaching tandem, I thought that everyone knew that this coach and this GM were gone at the end of the year. It was just a matter of how soon the end of the year was going to get here. And they got here, so now they're gone. <laughs> Richie, uh, always love your takes on the, the kind of the political side of, of professional sports. This uh, this surprised you at all, or are you just waiting on it to happen, like like Trey kind of said there? Oh, I mean, to me, it was really simple. Now, to, let's go over the, the whole year. Matt Nagy has Justin Fields, and he won't start him. He says, you know what? He's a rookie. We got good old reliable Andy Dalton, Mr. <laughs> Epitome of Average. He was a Cincinnati quarterback. I know him very well. Uh, Andy Dalton started and week, week one, he starts, lays a shitter, pardon my language. Week two, goose egg. Week three, terrible. They start chanting for Justin Fields. And Matt Nagy says, I need to keep this dude on the bench for a whole year or I'm going to get fired. He's like, you know what? I got to save this. I got to be like, you know what? 
you need to see me next year with this kid when he's got a year under his belt of training before you assess my abilities as a coach. But week in and week out, the pressure started boiling and they're chanting, fire Matt Nagy, starting week four. So at week six, he relents and he says, you know what? I got to do something or I'm going to get axed in the middle of the season. I may not even get a next season. So he puts Justin Fields in and poor Justin Fields gets sacked as much since I've seen as David Carr, quite frankly. And he had an average of 1.6 seconds to make a decision or he was getting hit. The offensive line is terrible. Justin Fields did not have opportunities for growth. I don't care what anyone says. I even said we need to hold off and see in terms of like his ability to learn. You can't learn when you're on your ass the whole game, quite frankly. Pardon the language, guys. Uh, Matt Nagy had no chance of surviving this season. He tried to save Justin Fields as like an Uno Trump card, um, but he got reverse Uno because he had to play him anyway. And the bottom line is he had no chance of making it through the season. I completely agree with Trey. He was much more succinct about it, but uh, you know, it couldn't happen to a worse guy. Matt Nagy, you deserve to be fired. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, well, we'll stick right there with you. We'll do, do the, the reverse order thing and put you on the bubble. Does the, does the release make more or less sense uh, in Minnesota with Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman heading out uh, to find new jobs? Oh, absolutely. This is another example of a Cincinnati guy I'm very familiar with. Mike Zimmer was our defensive coordinator. I absolutely love Mike Zimmer. I wanted him to be our head coach, quite frankly. Um, having said that, does he deserve to be fired from the Vikings? Absolutely. Here's why. It's very simple. They are the epitome of mediocrity. They're not terrible. And quite frankly, they're ranked sixth at week seven. They always look decent. And Mike Zimmer is a defensive coach, yet the teams he coaches don't have good defenses. The only time he had a good defense was when he was a coordinator for the Bengals. And I'm not trying to imply that's the Bengals. It's just that's how long ago... Mike Zimmer had a defense in the top five. So he was hired as a defensive specialist like Marvin Lewis was for the Bengals. And then you never see the defense come. So what was the writing on the wall? Yeah, Rick Spielman was the one I think everyone got caught off guard, the GM. Um, that was one where I don't think people saw drafting Jefferson. I mean, he's had some good hits as a GM. It was a little surprising, but you know what? Quite frankly, sometimes you have to pull the whole regime off. Now, I hate to go on a quick tangent because these gentlemen will also need to talk about this, but I'm extremely disappointed in Brian Flores being fired from Miami. That's the one that shocked me more than these two uh, because the GM is terrible in Miami, whereas Flores is an incredible head coach. And I'm sure we'll talk about that next week because I'm looking forward to watching him go anywhere. There's going to be more firings and this guy. You know what? You could fire Zach Taylor of the Cincinnati Bengals right now. I'd say pick up Brian Flores. I'd take that any day of the week. But Zimmer deserved to be fired as well because you're just not getting anywhere. And I say that like, again, as the Marvin Lewis example, they'd win every three years in terms of the, their division, and then they will just suck in the playoffs. And that's quite frankly, unfortunately, his history with the Vikings. They, sometimes they're, they're, they do okay. They win the North every, every three years, and then they didn't get anywhere in, the, I think, the six years he coached them. So uh, this was long overdue. Uh, I think he needs a fresh start somewhere. I'm not saying he's a scrub. He might have another opportunity as a head coach, quite frankly, but his time in Minnesota was long overdue. Uh, Trey, I heard some noises. We're going to go to you next. I, I do want to say to to the listeners that wanted me to touch on the Bill Cowher situation. I could not find anything to back that up that he's looking for uh, for just to briefly mention somebody who has been passing rumors that he's looking for a coaching job. I can't find any factual thing to back that up. If you want to send that to the Facebook page, we can talk about that next week. We'll, we're definitely going to get more into the coaches. Uh, Trey, I heard some noises as we were talking about Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman. Is, is this more or less surprising, make more or less sense? I'm not going to say it was surprising. Some of the, 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 the defensive comment, I think the, the Vikings have had a, some solid defenses under Mike Zimmer. So I don't want to go as far much as to say that his defense has been horrible. But um, I will say that I personally, I just like Mike Zimmer. I love his whole story. I love his, uh, I think we all remember when his wife had passed while he was with the, with the Bengals. I do think that the Bengals should have picked him up as a head coach. Um, but sometimes, I mean, 
like Richie was saying, they've been the definition of, I don't say mediocrity, uh, but they haven't gone anywhere. And I think a new voice uh, would help out with that. I do think it's surprising that they got rid of Stillman, especially after the picks he's made and the moves that he's made. Like, he's been a very good GM. Um, so to get rid of both of them is a bit surprising, but I figured it was time for Zimmer to move on. Uh, there's going to be some coaches jobs out there that I think he definitely should be at the top of the list for. Um, and Rick Stillman, with what he's done and even his, his most recent draft picks, I think that he and his move to get Stephon Diggs and Keith Thielen and the defense that he's put together. I mean, he's made some moves that's been very uh, – that haven't had you head scratching. They just didn't pan out and win. And they all land on their feet wherever they go. So, uh, so to cap it off, I think Zimmer was, I think I was expecting Zimmer to get fired, but Stillman's a little bit surprised for me. Tahi, what about you, man? Uh, more or less surprising when it comes to the releases in Minnesota? I'm not going to say I'm surprised. I just feel like Mike Zimmer in, uh, in Minnesota, right? I mean, of course you're going to look mediocre. You play the Lions and the Bears twice a year. All right, come on now. Um, that's 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 four easy possible wins on the schedule already. <clears throat> but I just feel like this 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 uh, firing was either a couple years too late or a year too soon. Meaning that you don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers this year. You don't know. Maybe next year next year could be your year you keep everybody in place you know what i'm saying the system is the system you could catch the nfc north on a down year with aaron Rodgers moving out of town and and you could slide right into that first place you got the the bears on fire the lions are the lions and the packers wouldn't be anything without aaron Rodgers. so i mean i, I feel like they should have been a little more forward thinking on this next year could have been there you got dalvin cook all right one of the, I'm, I, I know he doesn't stay, you know what I'm saying, uh, healthy for long because you really don't have any other places to go with the ball. So you're Are like, we oh, he's going to be able to play. He still got a like a court case thing that he's got to work out with oh, his uh, girl. Yeah, they'll play. Well, when you when you're good in football, the they'll, they'll forgive Andy. <laughs> yeah. This is the this is the NFL. As long as they're in a video. You know what I'm saying? But, as long but as no, but video. no, but no Ray Lewis slander. We we all enjoy living. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he might, you know what I'm saying? Come on. <laughs> Ray Lewis took a knife to a gunfight. On the wire? Huh? You guys are funny guys? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We can try something new this season. Guys, we only got five minutes uh, to roll, so I'm going to give you a minute each. We're going to call this quick shots. We're going to do it at the end. Uh, I don't I don't want to give him a lot of press, and we got a lot to talk about next week, so we're not going to get into it, at least for a couple weeks. Antonio Brown. Uh, I'm going to give you 60 seconds each. Just give me your take on everything that's going on with them. For folks at home, if you didn't know, Antonio Brown is no longer with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We did see some sort of meltdown go on between him and Bruce Arians. He took a shirt off. Uh, he, he didn't quit, apparently, but he looked like he was fired, but he wasn't fired. Now he is fired. Uh, we'll do reverse order. Sahi, 60 seconds. Antonio Brown, go. Okay, I always say this, right? Well, I started saying this. Sometimes, keywords, sometimes to be great, you have to be an asshole. And that's clearly the case of Antonio Brown. He's one of the best receivers to ever do it. Unfortunately, that gets in the way of him actually being able to be on the field. He's so big of an asshole, you know what I'm saying, that he can never find himself on the field. Um, I, I'm just, you know what I'm saying, I'm just lost for words. You know, we When you need that guy, you're not going to be able to count on him. Uh, Antonio Brown, man, what else can you say? Great talent, even greater idiot. Yeah, Pittsburgh creates a lot of those. <laughs> Trey, my 60 seconds don't matter. Trey, 60 seconds on Antonio Brown. Have at it. It's one or two things. Either he's an extreme narcissist or he needs some serious psychiatric help. One of the two. Either he can't, either he really feels like if you need him, that he should be able to act whatever the fuck, excuse me, any way he wants, or he's having some tremendous, uh, 
arguments going on in his head and he can't help himself. Either way, I hope that he gets the help that he needs. And I hope that we don't see the last of Antonio Brown because he is a tremendous talent. But he needs some help. And Richie, your 60-second quick shot on Antonio Brown. Okay, real simple, people. Like I just said earlier, it doesn't matter what he does off the court, sorry, off the field, on the field, it doesn't matter. He's one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Somebody will give him a chance. Quite frankly, the reason why Tampa Bay didn't cut him and they waited, not like instantly, was so he wouldn't sign with a playoff contender. That's why they didn't cut him. All time? Yes, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Ooh, one of. Oh, one of. Yes. One of True. the greatest wide That's receivers fact. of all time. That's facts. So Trey, well, Trey, can you argue it? Well, no, no, come on. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it yeah. next week, week. I have 60 uh, seconds. What we'll, we'll say of all time? What we'll, 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 we saying? Top five? Yeah, he's top five. He's not top three. Absolutely he's like four or five. Not. Oh, okay. right, right. the we'll national championship game you, got, you got about 40 seconds left, Richie. <laughs> all, right, all right, anyway. anyway back, back to the point. His, his talent, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Deshaun Watson, good example. 22 women, he's going to play very soon, I promise you guys. Doesn't matter. You can do anything in the NFL, and they will still let you play. So having, unless you're Ray Rice. Having said that, um, you know, mental health is a big deal. Obviously, the dude needs help. Uh, but the unfortunate thing is because what I just said, he'll have opportunities without getting the help he needs. So it's unfortunate. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Absolutely. We will. Let's do this. We'll put it on the docket. Maybe not next week. We got a lot of playoff stuff. So we'll, we'll get into a wide receiver top five goat conversation. Um, folks, I'm gonna, we're also doing something different this year, too. If we get to 10, let's call it 15 uh, patrons at the base level, that's a dollar donation. We will do a special on Antonio Brown and cover all the details and the lawyers coming out and say all good stuff. There's a lot of things that we could talk about. We'll do a special little 20 minute seg just for you guys. Uh, if we can get to 15 patrons on the Patreon, that's in the link tree below. You're listening to and watching The Wire. If you're listening to us on all the audio platforms, I know I've said it several times this episode, go check out the Facebook page. We're really trying to gear that towards a discussion forum where we create a community of sports loving individuals who want to talk about this. Um, and we have some cool opportunities and giveaways and stuff that we can do uh, as we build on that if you are watching on facebook and youtube go check out our audio platforms we're everywhere if you're listening to an audio podcast somewhere we're on that same platform just type in the wire sports podcast fellas i'm so happy to see you again welcome back we'll be back next wednesday and every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern standard time